Hello, welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 285. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Have you got Olympic fever? Because you're burning up with athletic excitement. Might be athlete's foot. You may want to get that checked. As this episode is going out, the 2020, the the increasingly misnamed 2020 Summer Olympics are happening. So we're playing, spoiler, decathlon, which I realized as I was looking at my notes, I keep uh, feeling compelled to add an extra A, uh, even though I don't pronounce it, I don't think, decathlon, it's decathlon. In my notes, I keep writing it as decathlon. So we'll just have to muddle through, I guess, and see if uh, if the episode goes okay, despite that. Speaking of muddling through and waiting to see what happens, here now is the Stadler and Waldorf to my Muppet Show. Question! What does Jason say? He says stuff! What does Jason say? What's a stuff? What does Jason say? Or maybe a little stuff! What does Jason say? He says stuff! Jason says stuff in Atari Bites exclusive! Dear Atari Bites, the biters were in a frenzy all weekend with a new episode. They were lined up outside the studio with Zaxxon t-shirts and holding up cigarette lighters. Dante Dart ones, no doubt. Nice callback, Jason. You uh, longtime listeners will remember that reference. Police and riot gear had to disperse the crowd. It was mayhem. I went there to talk with them and even offered them snacks, but their craven lust for the podcast couldn't be satiated without a bag of chips. I suggested to uh, Jason that a bag of chips always helps quiet me down, especially the barbecue flavor. He continued later, Thanks for another great episode. Although Zaxxon is a horrendous port of groundbreaking game, I must say that Atari Bytes managed to make it slightly less horrendous. Zaxxon seems to be a title that was purposely made even more terrible than it should have been by Sega, perhaps as some sort of secret arrangement with Coleco to help the ColecoVision version shine even brighter. Why do I say that? Because Atari has limited graphical uh, abilities when it comes to any sort of perspective beyond 2D, so going full 3D with 3D with an Atari 2600 is like taking a classic Beatles song and trying to do a doo-wop version and watch musical brilliance fall into mediocrity. Factoid. The Beatles song Happiness is a Warm Gun has elements of doo-wop. I don't know if that's true or not. I do know that we have at least a couple of huge Beatles fans listening right now, so uh, they may want to chime in here and fact-check you on that, Jason, but we'll see. He continues, May I emphasize that it has elements, not full-fledged doo-wop, no full-fledged doo-wop song has ever reached the level of being well below average. Even as a young man, when Sha-Na-Na came on TV with that Bowser idiot, I thought it was terrible. You want to mess with your head? This is me, as a side note. Bowser portrayed on TV, I vaguely remember seeing Sha-Na-Na on TV when I was a kid, portrayed by John Bauman, who went on to host game shows, like The Match Game, or actually, the, the, the Tic-Tac-Doe portion of the Match Game Tic-Tac-Doe Hour, with Gene Rayburn, iconic uh, host of The Match Game. Uh, I know all this because the Buzzer channel on our Roku, uh, this episode's sponsored by Roku, by the way, just kidding. But you know how to reach me, Roku. At our house, the Buzzer channel is frequently on TV. And John Bauman appears on this game show in a suit. And, a, you know, and his hair is all, like, normal for 1980s. 
but occasionally he'll do the face and the, the Bowser voice, and it really kind of messes with you. So uh, it's just kind of creepy and weird. I don't know where I was going with that, other than you brought up Sha Na Na, Jason. So there you go. There's my Sha Na Na reference for this week. Jason continues, that version of myself, um, meaning, I guess meaning the version that was entertained by the mildly doo-woppy version of the Beatles, or the version of you entertained by Sha Na Na. Either way, that version of me, he says, was entertained by most anything. I think doo-wop is so bad that it defies a truly ex- a, a true explanation of its terribleness. Back to Zaxxon. Thank you. I was hoping, I was wondering when we'd get back to Zaxxon. The episode made a good effort to review the mess, and I am sure by this point in the message, you played some doo-wop crap, and your audience suddenly wished they were deaf. Oh, dang it, I forgot. Well, here you go. Jason says, look forward to Decathlon, which should be easier to enjoy than Zaxxon. I continue to push for puppets and think maybe we need to think bigger. Yes, Jason has periodically been sending me pictures of puppets that he is, uh, I guess, sort of auditioning for the show. The latest thing were were llama marionettes. Uh, He says, I continue to push for puppets and think maybe we need to think bigger. Perhaps we can all dress up as our characters and ice skate through the show like the classic 70s-style extravaganzas. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Atari Bites on Ice. Strangely, it would be pretty awesome and could give washed-up skaters gainful employment. That's nice, Jason. You're always thinking of others. Uh, so appreciate that on behalf of all the uh, washed-up skaters. Pardon me while I enjoy a lovely spoonful of pudding. You know, the world's a pretty messed-up place. But I think if you ever want to just take a moment for yourself, just a simple little pleasure, um, enjoy a bowl of pudding. Not like a pudding pie, not like something with pudding in it, just a bowl of pudding. It's really quite lovely. After sending me that missive, Jason took some time to think more about some of his ideas, which I think we can all agree is a dangerous thing, and shared with me some more thoughts about, well, mostly puppets. Here's Jason. I was thinking, Jason says stuff may be the answer to what troubles the folks in Cuba. Oh yeah, he had thoughts about Cuba, too. Notice, he says, that their restrictive communist leaders are giving them free access to the internet. Namely, my segment and the people are becoming dissatisfied. Dissatisfied with your segment, Jason? I can't believe that. Then he says, perhaps we can offer small Jason Says Stuff hand puppets? I'm not sure here if he means offering Cubans Jason Says Stuff hand puppets which I could only imagine would create some sort of international incident, or if he means just handing them out to the general uh, audience for this show. I did, however, suggest to him that um, it may be dangerous to... Uh, that that he should be careful what he asks for. His response, though, to that was, puppets and pyrotechnics with a live video feed would be legendary. Perhaps Bug appearing in a fictional sun above us like the baby in Teletubbies would be another welcome addition. The idea of Jason sitting somewhere alone in his game room, sorry, I mean his office, watching Teletubbies with hand puppets on his hands is both compelling and disturbing to me. He adds, finally, walk-on music with flame fountains for the entrance of each Atari Bytes legend, just like the WWE. Wow, 
this is quite a production. I, I don't know that Atari Bytes has the budget to produce a video like this, Jason. Perhaps uh, sensing that, he scales back a bit and says, uh, at least get the puppets. Perhaps a Lego backdrop. This episode of Atari Bytes sponsored by Lego. God, I wish. Then Jason took a little bit more time to think and sent me another idea. Basically, he says that Atari Bytes of the podcast that he listened to, listens to, the, the game podcast anyway, uh, is the winner. And I appreciate that, Jason. I thought, uh, and in case I thought that we had moved beyond puppets, uh, Jason corrects me. He adds, if you want to talk about, if you want to talk puppets, the other shows are like filler Muppets, and we, we are like Elmo. All right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground in this uh, segment of Jason Says Stuff. That leaves us all feeling a little bit disturbed. Thanks for the comments, Jason. Don't worry, though. He also has a story for us for this week. This one is a decathlon. Decathlon. I think I am saying it with an extra A in there. Decathlon. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to work on that. So, uh, Jason's story this week is titled Decathlon Star. My name is Rick Hastings, Decathlon Star, and considered by many to be the greatest athlete on planet Earth. I won an Olympic gold, had dinner with the president, and have had more endorsement deals than any other Olympian before me fan clubs, groupies, and more Hollywood friends than I, even most Hollywood insiders. I gotta admit, life is pretty damn sweet. My agent calls. She tells me that my new billboard is now hanging in Times Square in New York City, right next to the Nike store. Tonight I will be on the red eye to New York for some TV interviews, and of course, the chance to stare at my chiseled features and perfectly defined abs, except a skyscraper-sized version. It's not that I am completely in love with myself. Quite the contrary. I work hard at perfection, and whatever I get from that hard work is mine. Seems fair, right? If somebody wants to waste their life in a cloud of mediocrity and corn dogs, that shouldn't slow my, down my mojo. Stop me when I'm being unreasonable. Late from my plane, rushing through the airport like a maniac, a disabled man in front of me blocking my way, I exhale loudly. <sighs> he seems nervous. Sorry, dude. I realize you're on crutches, but you're in my way, and I really got a plane to catch. In a move that was low even for my standards, I body-checked the dude, and he went flying. Sorry, didn't mean it. He falls to the floor. A few good people help him, but I can't stick around. Email me. Go to my website. Click the Contact Me tab, and I'll send you some money. The Good Samaritans look at me with disgust. I get to the plane. Made it by the skin of my teeth. I really should have missed the flight. I did flash some pearly whites, and magically I snuck past the final call. I made it to the plane and even got the gate girl's phone number. She wasn't bad, but I'm a decathlon star, so it's just another glorious event. A hand grabs me. Airport security. Mr. Hastings, that man you collided with is hurt really badly. He tried to appeal to my sense of fairness. Can you at least tell him you're sorry? He isn't even mad at you. I quickly shot bad. I don't have time for this. Sorry. The guy seemed shocked at my indifference. Well, no, then screw that guy. He ran into me. The security guy gave me an ugly stare. I was afraid you would say that. I got just one foot past the threshold of the plane and blacked out. Did I hit my head when I collided with that handicapped dude? I wake up in hospital bed. An hour later, I get the news. I never got hurt in that collision. Never even made it to the plane. Must have been some sort of dream. How is this possible? I'll never walk again. I won't be able to move my fingers, feed myself, or just about anything. I don't see the doctor. My shaven head is bolted to a halo with eight surgical screws. The doctor is finally in my fixed view. Wait, I look at the doctor's face. I know you. You're the guy on the crutches from the airport. 
I start screaming. He looks back at me. I can see a little grin on his face. He didn't have any crutches. He was perfectly fine. The end. Wow, that's some sort of creepy Twilight Zone stuff going on there. And a good lesson for us all. Thank you, Jason. If anyone has thoughts about the latest Jason story, uh, or anything else on the podcast, you know how to get a hold of me. In the meantime, this has been us asking... Question! What does Jason say? He says stuff! What does Jason say? Lots of stuff! What does Jason say? Or maybe a little stuff! What does Jason say? He says stuff! Jason says stuff in Atari Bites exclusive! Alright, well let's get on to this week's game. This week's game is... How far is far? Announcing the Activision Decathlon by David Crane. How fast is fast? Ten events designed to challenge the limits of your ability. How great is great? I never thought I would experience the challenge of the decathlon again. I was wrong. For your Atari 2600, the Activision Decathlon, let the games begin. Decathlon from... Oh, man, get ready. Activision, 1983. Written, no less, by David Crane, the legend himself. So, the cover for the manual has um, a dude raising his his arms in victory, a gold medal behind him. Perhaps he's being chased by this giant gold medal. It's hard to tell, really. And we're told that requiring discipline and sweat, stamina and speed, with muscles opposing muscles, compete in the most celebrated game of the Olympics, the 10 events of the decathlon. Earn points for each event, the highest final score wins. To start with, you have to insert the game cartridge. No gold medal for that, you just get to play the game. So, using the joystick for this one, the difficulty switch is not used. Hold the joystick with the red button in the upper left corner, lest you have forgotten. Load these many episodes. Occasionally, sorry, continually move the joystick to the left and right to run or to approach the scratch line. Press the red button to jump, throw, hurdle, put the shot, put, put the shot, or vault. Total scores may be reviewed by pressing the red button before any event. To begin the games, press the game reset switch. The 10 events are 100 meter dash, long jump, shot, put, high jump, 400 meter race, 110 meter hurdle, discus throw. Uh, man, I threw a disc once. My back's never been the same since. The pole vault, the javelin throw, and the 1500 meter race. Contestants compete separately in each event. Some events allow more than one attempt per contestant. When all contestants have completed an event, the next event automatically appears. That is one knock I have on the game. I, I, I note later in my review that the game would benefit by uh, having other people to play with, but because I'm a podcaster, I have no friends. But it, it would also benefit in like the events, the racing events, if you could actually race at the same time. But evidently you can't do that. Uh, scoring. Contestants earn points for each event. Screen displays screen displays the con- contestant's event score following the event, and then each contestant's total score is displayed. For the events that allow multiple attempts, only the highest event score is added to the total score. When the last contestant has completed the 1500, the Activision Decathlon is concluded. Final scores for all contestants are displayed. There's a speed gauge at the bottom of the screen that registers your relative running speed or approach speed throughout each event. The faster or quicker you move the joystick, the closer the gauge meter measures to the right-hand limit. One thing that gets, and I'll mention this later, one thing that gets old really quick is if you're, whichever direction you're running, which is pretty much always to the right, 
in fact, is always to the right. You can't just push the joystick to the right and hold it there. You have to keep toggling it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And especially in a long race like the 400 or the 1500, that gets old really quick uh, and painful, frankly, uh, if you're an old guy with old hands like me. So, uh, but I guess you have to suffer. I had to suffer to bring you this episode, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, I hope you ingrates appreciate it. Um, so, there's a real-time clock. It counts the minutes, seconds, and fractions of seconds on the screen during all the races. In each throwing event, the shot put, the discus, and the javelin, the distance of each throw displays on the screen in meters. The distances measure also calculates how far you jump in the long jump. Don't cross the scratch line before pressing the red button to jump the long jump. Throw the javelin, put the shot, put the shot, keep wanting to say put the shot put, or hurl the discus. Scratching, in quotes, disqualifies the attempt, resulting in a score of zero. And with the, uh, you know, all, all, with all affection to the CX-40, with the um, less than precise controls that you have at your disposal, stopping right at but not on the scratch line and throwing your thing uh, is easier said than done. Each time you score more than, uh, each time you score a thousand or more points in any event, a musical tribute recognizes your special accomplishment. Oh, okay. I think I complained in the field report that there's no music. That's probably because I didn't ever score more than a thousand points. A small square closing the number one, two, three, or four reminds all contestants which decathlete is currently competing. All decathletes can practice any event before the games. Hold the game select switch down, and the name of each event will appear on the screen one at a time. When the event you want to practice appears, release the game select switch and press the game reset switch. There's a diagram of all this stuff on the screen. Can everybody see in the back? Hey, hey, quit fingering your javelin and pay attention. All right, moving on. There's a breakdown in the manual of all the different races. Um, the 100 meter, all these uh, races talked about how you have to explode out of the starting blocks. Then give it your all by moving the joystick as fast as you can for the entire dash but then give a final burst towards the end. I mean, these controls are not that precise, right? You're either wiggling your joystick or you're not. So I, I don't know really how much control you have, frankly. You know, same with the long jump. The faster you're running when you jump, the farther you'll go. Yes, theoretically, that's true. But if you aren't constantly toggling the joystick, you're not moving at all. So uh, I, I don't know. Shot put, same idea. High jump, I really had a hard time with the high jump because uh, you have to not only run, stop at but not on the scratch line, then jump, and then somehow magically the game decides if you cleared the bar or not. In the discus, you get three fr- free, three, fr- three, fr- dang it, three throws. I'm not drunk, I promise. Uh, but don't forfeit any of them by scratching. Okay, same idea. So you don't want to land on the scratch line, but you don't want to stop too much before the scratch line. The pole vault is hard too. Um, You have to run, you have to plant your vault. Uh, You have to run to the vault pit and plant your pole by pressing the red button. Continue to move the joystick as you vault, and just at the peak, press the red button again to release the vaulting pole. I had a real hard time timing all this. In my defense, I only went through the whole decathlon twice. Uh, once before I started recording anything, and once in the field report. And, spoiler, if you watch the field b- report, you'll be able to tell. Yeah, so then they talked a little bit about the 1500, about how tired you're going to get. And then they wish you good luck. If the final score, if your final score is from 8600 to 8999, 
Then step up to the first award level and receive your bronze medal patch. Let all contestants take special notice if you scored from 9,000 to 9999 and climb to the second award level to get your silver medal. Stand at the top award level where only champions have stood. If you score 10,000 or more points and be presented with the glorious gold medal patch, send us a picture of your Paramount Performance TV screen and we'll mail you the appropriate Activision Decathlon medal patch. Please write the Activision Decathlon and your final score in the bottom left corner of the envelope. They also have David Train's personal best event scores. In the 100 meter, he got 991 in 10.29 seconds. Long jump, 1148 in 8.66 meters. Uh, shot put, 949. Uh, he threw it 1781, 17.81 meters. High jump, score of 1025, 2.2 meters. 400 meter race, he got a score of 989 and did it in 46.2 seconds. The 110 meter hurdles, score of 937, it ran it in 14.19 seconds. The discus throw, 1052, with a uh, distance of 60.75 meters. The pole vault, also 1052, and uh, went 5 meters. The javelin throw was a score of 996, with a performance of 80.68 meters. And the 1500 meter race, he got 994 points, completing it in 3 minutes 41 seconds. He offers some tips. First of all, we're reminded, as if we needed to be reminded, that he is a multiple award-winning senior designer at Activision, recognized as one of the premier designers by the video game industry, has created Dragster, Fishing Derby, Laser Blast, Grand Prix, Freeway, Pitfall, and now the Activision Decathlon. Your dude, your running man, by the way, in the game is basically just Pitfall here. It looks exactly like him, complete with the green shirt. Uh, it just looks like he took off his pants and had some little uh, athletic shorts on under him. He's got some killer legs, though. Good looking dude. Quote, it won't take you very long to realize that the Activision Decathlon is very physically demanding. Therefore, the best tip I can give you is to pace yourself. It won't do you any good to use up all your energy in the earlier events, only to become too tired to compete the to complete the final 1500 meter run. Since each event includes some form of running, even if it's just a short approach to the scratch line, it is important to know that you don't have to move the joystick to its left hand and right hand limits. It is only the continual left-to-right motion of the joystick that makes you run. Well, yes, David, not to not to question you on your own game, but the joystick as a as a piece of physical equipment just isn't that precise. Uh, so I, I I beg to differ with you, Mr. Crane. Uh, he continues. Another characteristic of the Activision Decathlon is balance. Remember that every event adds to your final score equally. You must excel in all events, so practice those that you are weakest at. Also, watch the speed gauge to measure your progress as you compete. If you can keep the red speed bar at 5 sixths of the distance towards the right limit of the gauge through a race, or at that level when you jump or throw, then you'll score close to 1,000 points will be on your way to winning the gold. But most important, enjoy yourself. Compete at your absolute best and send me a scorecard telling me how your progress is doing. I'd love to know how I compare. And then it's signed, not surprisingly, David Crane. On the very back of the manual, it says, let us get to know you. If you have questions or comments about our games or clubs or want to be added to our mailing list, drop us a note or call the game hotline. If anyone out there has ever called the game hotline, let me know. Also, if you have one of those uh, patches, the bronze, silver, or metal patches, let me know that too. And that is how you play Decathlon from Activision. I'm not rich or famous. I'm not a movie star, rock icon, first responder, nurse, doctor, or anybody else whom we all look up to. 
I'm just a schnook. Just like Bill, I love to tell stories. Unlike Bill, though, I'm not creative enough to write my own, so I just tell my own real-life stories in this book-read-by-the-author-style podcast, all about life lessons growing up, and every episode, a segment about music. Music that I love, artists that I admire, and sometimes even my own music. You can find Autobiography of a Schnook on all your favorite podcast suppliers, or you can go to schnookpodcast.com. That's S-C-H-N-O-O-K podcast.com. And I firmly believe the good goes around, and I sincerely hope that Autobiography of a Schnook proves to be some good that goes around your way. Decathlon was ported to the Atari 8-bit family, the 5200, the Commodore 64, the ColecoVision, and MSX. People compared it to Konami's popular arcade game, Hyper Olympic, track and field, which was introduced at the Amusement Machine Show a month later in September 1983. According to Cashbox Magazine, several people claimed there were cursory similarities between the two games. Video Magazine, uh, in their Arcade Alley column, described Decathlon as an absolute triumph of imaginative programming and a masterwork. Computer and video games rated the VCS version 92% while giving the Coleco version 93%. In 1985, the game appeared at number 2 on the Atari 8-bit chart in the United Kingdom. The game was later reissued as Decathlon by the UK budget label Firebird. It was included in the 2002 PlayStation 2 compilation Activision Anthology. Atari Protoss observes that the game is, apparently, often referred to as Spankathlon, Spankathlon, the joystick killer, due to the way the gameplay quickly wears out joysticks, is another thing that it was known as. Maybe Activision was getting kickbacks from every Atari joystick repair kit that was sold. The control scheme is a work of genius, stroke of genius. It allowed for great variations in speed but made, and made the player, their arms anyway, feel as if they competed in an actual decathlon. After watching people rapidly jerking a joystick between their legs back and forth, the game quickly became known as that thing I said earlier. Following the events of the decathlon has its ups and downs. On the upside, players get the feeling of competing in a real Olympic test of skill with 10 grueling events. The downside is that many of the racing events are boring. There's no difference in running 100 or 400 meters, and the player must bear with them to get to the good stuff. Track and field solved this problem by having almost the same events, minus all the repetitive running. Atari solved the joystick problem by including a special controller with track and field that had buttons to simulate left and right, as was done in the arcade game. It turns out this controller worked with Decathlon as well, making the game much more enjoyable. Well, now you tell me. In case you're wondering, or even if you weren't, I'm going to tell you anyway. The word decathlon is formed from an amalgam of the word pentathlon from Greek, meaning 10, and another Greek word, basically athlon, meaning contest or prize. Events are held over two consecutive days, and the winners are determined by the combined performance in all. Performance is judged on a point system each event, not by the position achieved. The decathlon is contested mainly by male athletes, while female athletes typically compete in the heptathlon, uh, which is true, evidently. I found this in a couple different places. The men's decathlon in the Summer Olympics happening right now, as this episode is going out, uh, is going to happen on August 4th and 7th. There'll be 24 athletes. The women's uh, heptathlon, which is seven events, will happen the same day, uh, same dates, also with 24 athletes. There is a push to get the women's decathlon added to the 2024 Olympics. The forerunner of the modern decathlon was the pentathlon, a regular feature of the ancient Olympics that comprised the long jump, discus, javelin, sprint, and wrestling. 
Various versions of the event re-emerged in the 19th century to determine all-around prowess, and a combined events competition was held at the 1904 Olympic Games. The first decathlon that resembles the current format was held in 1911 with the inaugural Olympic Games decathlon, famously won by legendary Jim Thorpe, taking place a year later in Stockholm. The scoring tables that determine how many points a performance is worth have been adjusted six times since they were established in 1912. Ashton Eaton's victory at the 2016 Olympics was the 14th decathlon gold medal for the U.S. The U.S. has been the most dominant nation in this event. No other country has won more than two gold medals. USA has also been the most successful nation at the IAAF World Championships with nine gold medals. The voice you heard in the Activision decathlon commercial earlier was Bruce Jenner, iconic decathlete, who of course went on to be uh, Caitlyn Jenner, which is great, and more recently went on to be a California politician, saying some things that maybe aren't so great. But hey, that decathlon stuff was good, right? All right. Well, after the break, we go for the gold. Label whiskey. I mean, the gold medal. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's time. Put on your uh, best athletic shoes, your cup, your, I don't know, your favorite hat. Sure, why not? It is time for the decathlon. Ten events of grueling joystick pounding. Let's do it. We see our man Pitfall Harry uh, running with a torch. He appears to have just uh, kept the same shirt uh, and quick put on a pair of athletic shorts. Got some killer legs. Look at those things. Alright, uh, it's from Activision. Uh, of course it's gorgeous. It's Activision. Is the gameplay any fun? I think there's two questions actually. Is the gameplay fun and am I any good at it? And we'll try to answer both of those questions now. Uh, spoiler though, I've only played through this game once. So, yeah, be prepared for the uh, ugliness to ensue. Here we go. Maybe. Gratuitous shot of me, perhaps. No. Okay, good. No. Alright, 100 meter dash. Here we go. That annoying clicking sound you may be hearing on the audio is just me flipping the joystick back and forth, back and forth, because that's how you make your man run, and it gets really old after a while. Yes! 15.88 seconds. I don't know if that's good or not. Zero points?! What the heck? Alright, on to the next thing. Long jump. Run, Harry. The jumps are really hard. Because if you actually touch the scratch line, you get nothing. Nothing? You only got 0 0.97 meters. But it's hard to it, it's hard to time it is what I'm saying. Here I get to try it again. Right. Again. Yes. Honestly, I did better. Throw it. The side of it. What? Uh, the left side is kind of black on the border. Yeah, it is. You're right. I downloaded the ROM. I have the cartridge, but I downloaded the ROM because I thought there was something weird going on with the cartridge, but it turned out it was just the weird way you have to move the joystick. Uh, it may be something with the ROM. I'm not sure. Uh, what am I doing now? 
I think I'm running. Oh yeah, I'm jumping. I missed. Ow. Sorry, Harry. Good fall, Harry. Always lands on his feet. That was a good one. Come on. You face, you face the uh, ooh, that was bad. I ran right into the pole. Yeah. That was brutal. Those of you watching the uh, video of this or listening to the audio, uh, I'm terribly sorry because uh, I'm really doing a terrible job. But at least you're seeing what the game looks like. Now, more of this annoying noise. Yeah. He's getting tired. I'm getting tired too. The way you have to flip the joystick back and forth gets really old after a while and really tiring. Also, it's really hard on the equipment. Alright, halfway there. It's a little weird. You had the music at the start of the game, and spoiler, it'll play again at the end of the game, but there's no music during the game or crowd noises or anything. You can play up to four people. I imagine there's more excitement involved if you have another player, but I'm a podcaster and I have no friends. So, phew. Alright. I'm in no danger of getting the 8,800 points or whatever that you need to get a medal. Uh, hurdles. Okay. Oh, come on. There we go. I did pretty good at these the first time. I really am impressed with the look of this game. I'm having fun being in this world, but the game itself is frustrating me a little. Okay. I guess that's good, I don't know. That was better, I think. Eh. I don't know what a good throw for a discus is, so... But yeah, I am in no danger of getting a medal this time. Ah, pole vault. Run, run! That was too soon. Get over there. Ah! Oh, on my head. It's really hard to time this. Ugh. Get over there. Missed? Come on, it was perfect. You're too slow. It leaned up against me. I guess. Ugh. Ooh, ow. What? I didn't even dropped the pole and didn't even get over the thing. This is brutal. Come on. There we go. That was pretty good. Throwing the javelin. Yeah. 800 points. Oh yeah. 787 points. I think you get the, you can get the most amount of points, but not like the highest score. I think you get the amount of points uh, the highest score. Yeah. Eight hundred thirty-five points. I don't think you get all the points. I think that the highest. Ooh, I cracked two thousand points total. Jealous. All right. What am I doing? Oh, this is the last event. Fifteen hundred meters. This gets really boring really quick. Let's just get it over with. Again, it would be nice if there were some crowd noises or something at least to cover up the sound of this clicking uh, joystick. Uh, also, this is one of those events where you really need some other players so that you have some competition to uh, at least add some sort of excitement to it. Two hundred meters. 
300 meters. Like you're in a submarine or something. What do you think of this game, Henry? Boring. You've never played it, I know, but Boring. does it look like one you would play? No. Why not? It kind of is, but again, I think if you have, like, if you and I played together against each other, I think that would be kind of fun. I want waffles. <laughs> Side note, Henry wants waffles. But yeah, I think having another player, at least another player, on screen would help. 600 meters. Uh, I think some, some music, some crowd noises would help. Uh, I suspect that they used up all their, uh, all their bites making the game look good, and they didn't have room for music. 700 meters. There's no way any person can run 700 meters in two minutes. I just did. Take that. 800 meters. We're halfway there. Plus. We're halfway there plus one. Two minutes, 14, 15 seconds. 900 meters. Griffall Harry's still going strong. The uh, energy bar is still all the way up. Somewhere in here it's going to start falling because I'm going to get tired. 1,200 meters. I think I might win. There's no one ahead of like, me. I'm going to be like four energy the entire thing, the entire race, and it's not going to end, you know. 1300 meters. There's nobody. Ooh, sprint. The screen is telling me if you can't like, see this, it's telling me to sprint. It's more like, um, like getting the rhythm of, of the, like, moving the joystick rather than moving the joystick really fast. Problem is, your hands get tired, dude. At least for me. We're in the final stretch here. 1500 meters. Woo! 3 minutes 45 seconds. Dang. 944 points. Let's see if I get a medal. Medal! No. Sorry. 2,954 points. Not that I'm bragging. So that's Decathlon, at least played badly. Like most games, this may go down as the longest field report that I've done so far. Uh, but gee, it was certainly worth it, wasn't it? About 13 minutes, 40 seconds. Yes! I get the medal for longest pointless field report. Yes! Back to you in the studio. Hey everyone, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Do you like Atari? Of course you do. What about the 8-bit computer line? It was one of the best. Well, how about you consider joining Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for Atari's 8-bit computer line. We also review budget games which are mostly released only in the UK. But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that and for free just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's x-e-g-s, the number 8, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail, because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in. 
hey, let's take a break from you listening to me talk so that you can listen to me talk. Hell's Serial, Very Short Stories Fortified with Essential Syllables, is the new short story collection from, well, me. Every box, or book, is chock full of bite-sized stories in every genre from sci-fi to fantasy to literary fiction to cheesy spy stories and everything in between. Zombies in Love, Twisted Car Races, and the aforementioned Devilish Breakfast Food are just some of the tasty bites you'll find. Toy surprises? You bet. How about social commentary and the meaning of life? Beats a decoder ring any day. With both funny stuff and drama, Hell's Cereal gives you the marshmallows and the toasted oat flakes. Oh, and words. Lots of those, too. Pick up Hell's Cereal, very short stories fortified with essential syllables, wherever you like to get your books. Not cereal. after all, so now I can enter the track meet. Are there any events left open? Sure, Charlie Brown, but I really don't think that you would... Hold it, Linus. You're in luck, Charlie Brown. There is one event left. It's just right for you. You don't have to be good at anything in particular. Which event is that? The decathlon, Charlie Brown. Here's the thing about decathlon. That field report that I played earlier and probably didn't edit, was, I think, probably the longest one I've done so far on the podcast in 285 episodes. And although the game looks really cool, it's an Activision title, of course it looks cool, some of it, as they point out in one of those reviews, like the races, are pretty boring. If you could race on screen with other people, that would help. If Even if it was still by yourself, but there were some crowd noises, or music going on, something, that would help as well. I suppose, probably, given how complex this game is, they didn't have room to put music or crowd sounds or whatever in there, but it would have helped. And also, to be fair, I've only played through the whole game twice, and with old joysticks. I tried a couple, two or three different joysticks, but they're all, I mean, they're all CX-40s, but... So, I mean, all things considered, maybe I didn't give it a full shade. Maybe if I played it some more, I'd have more fun with it. The uh, pole vaulting stuff gave me flashbacks playing the Porties video game earlier in the year. That's right, Patrick McCarthy, I haven't forgotten. But it looks really good. Um, the long jump, the javelin, the hurdles, uh, it's all good stuff. The 1500 gets really old really fast, but, I mean, that's one of the events, so I guess you have to deal with it. So, I mean, the game's fine. I think it's a game you got to spend a lot of time with, like, literally, because the game, even if you're not good at it, takes a really long time, relatively. Um... So you got to be willing to invest some time in it. But as I said, it's an Activision title, so spending time with an Activision title isn't such a bad thing. If you guys have thoughts about Decathlon or Activision or David Crane or anything, really, get a hold of me. It's story time. 
bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time with Bill. This week's story comes to us from Bad Poetry Corner, and the title is Dead Cat Lawn. Look, I didn't want a friggin' cat. The will was strong, the flesh was too, but Lulu thought I was a fool. Cat was gray, seemed molded from scat. That cat stinks, said I. What is that? It has a name, she seethed. It's Lon. Short for Lonnie, or Love Lives On. That's dumb, said I. Poor choice of words. That cat shrieked, the loudest ever heard. That night, no hot kitty action. So, uh, Lon the cat is dead now. I didn't kill him. Ignore the mess. Universe in peril, Lon stressed. Galaxy's secrets made Lon yell. Side by side, took invaders down. Aliens, he hissed, scratched, and bit. Bathed in green goo from ones I hit. We won that fight, but Lon was dead. Still stink, said I. Grief filled my head. Some stink is good stink. Find life's fit. Hi, this is 8-Bit Rocket, Jeff Fulton, from the Into the Vertical Blank Generation Atari podcast. And you are listening to the incomparable William Pepper and his wonderful stories of the game within a game on the Atari Bytes podcast. When you are done here, come visit us in the Vertical Blank. Now, back to Bill. And that's our show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs. Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the Storytime theme and the Jason Says Stuff theme. Pull Vault on over the internet bar and land a 10.5 star review on Apple Podcasts. There's no gold medal in it for you, but you have my thanks. Email the show at AtariBytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at AtariBytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, check us out on Instagram. You can call me too. I'm never gonna le- I'm never gonna answer the phone, but it's nothing personal. Uh, but feel free to reach out and share your thoughts about pretty much anything, really. Call 563-265-1978, and there's a pretty good chance I'll play it on the show. Check out the website, www.carnivalofgleecreations.com, and you're going to find all sorts of stuff over there. Info, show links, social media, and my other show, it's a podcast, Charlie Brown. You're also going to find information and links to a few places that you can order books that I've written, like Hell Serial, Very Short Stories Fortified with Essential Syllables. Uh, and there's also stuff over there about other stuff that I've worked on, if you're curious. So go check that out. Consider supporting the show uh, by subscribing on the Atari Bytes Patreon project on patreon.com. Link in the show notes. Subscribers can get stuff, ranging anywhere from my thanks, to bonus material, to episodes early, to the ability to help program this show. Uh, but you have to go over there and sign up on patreon.com. You also get to hang out with these fine folks, 
not literally, but you can keep an eye on their names, I guess. Michael Tyler, Jose Gazeta, Sean Courtney, M. West, Patrick McCarthy, Jeremy L., and J- Jason Schiffman. Many thanks to all of them. All right, we're just about out of here. All that's left is to tell you next time on Atari Bytes. We'll, we'll still be down with Olympic fever next time on the show, so we're going to keep the uh, keep the patriotism train going, I guess. We, we've reserved that spot on the uh, medal uh, balcony thing. What am I trying to say? That thing they stand on when they get the medals. And we've got plenty of Dante darts to keep the torch lit. So we're going to keep this Olympic thing going with Video Olympics. It could not be more on the nose than a title like Video Olympics. So we're going to check that out next time. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. Oh, 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 oh,